Welcome to the DC Yoga Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Parkinson. Today I have with me Angela Meyer. Um, and instead of reading a really big, long bio, I think we're just going to get right into it. Uh, but pause to say that uh, she can be found on her website at warriorwomanrepublic.com and on Instagram at, at warriorwomanrepublic. Welcome, Angela. Thanks, Chris. I'm so happy to be here. It's good to see you. It's always good to see you. We've known each other for a while now, huh? It's been a while. I remember you. I remember interviewing you for yoga teacher training. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. For those of you who don't know, I did my my 200-hour yoga teacher training with Angela. So, And look at you now. I know, right? That's <laughs> me now. I'm like a proud mom. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> it. Exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, a lot of things have happened since then. A lot of things. We, we started out at Stroga together. And now it's uh, closed. And now yeah. it's closed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you still, do you miss the ballroom? Do you miss practicing there? I really, I miss like the community that yeah. was created there. Um, the kind of movement arts community, the, the mixture between martial arts and yoga, which is, of course is my jam. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what I miss the most, the community. Yeah. I miss, I miss those chandeliers. I miss the floor. I miss, well, I don't miss the stains and the stickiness that happened on the floor. The broken yes, glass yeah, and the wine that. splattered <laughs> from parties that were not well that's right. cleaned I, I, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you know, I had the, so when I, after the teacher training, when I got hired there, um, I had the 9 a.m. Sunday class. Oh, so like that's a every tough single one. one of my classes, like, yeah, the wine was on the walls and yeah, it was like sticking to the floor. Like, yeah. Cute. Put, you know. put your shoes on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe we start, uh, maybe we start at the beginning, like um, uh, way back when. Uh, do you remember your first yoga class? My first yoga class. Or do you remember you getting introduced to yoga? I I think for me, uh, well, I remember my first yoga class. It was a friend of mine. I was living in Denver. It was a Bikram yoga class. And, uh, you know, I I was a collegiate soccer player, intense in all things, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And um, she wanted me to go to a yoga class, and I was like, oh, no, I cannot stretch for, you know, an hour like that. It, you know, I need, like, I do intense movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she finally dragged me there. Bikram was actually a good entry for me at that point because it was, the heat was so intense. So I'm like, oh, okay, there's something to this. Like, and I love to sweat. I'm a very, you know, kind of visceral uh, person. So sweating is, is, um, fun for me. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I got hooked. And then what I really um, kind of needed yoga, if you will, was when I moved to DC and I was working, volunteering at um, an AIDS hospice for homeless men and women, Joseph's house. And that's when I really like was like, I need this thing. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you, did you, when you did that first class in, at Bic- in Bikram in Denver, did you like then make it like a, a kind of a steady thing or was it something you just came back to like periodically? Was it in any way did it become like a part of you did you get hooked right away or was it i did yeah i got hooked right away um when i was there and so when i moved to dc i found a bikram studio because that's what i what i knew and um i remember like i remember the bikram studio in dc my favorite teacher her name was yasmin yasmin Mm -hmm. if you're out there (laughs) where are you um (laughs) i don't remember her last name but she was so awesome and i remember going and it was like it felt like a little womb to me I remember like 
laying on the carpet, listening to Yasmin's voice, you know, feeling like, like, Mm -hmm. uh, the rest of the world around me felt like chaos, but there was Yasmin and there was like my sweat and the Bikram carpet. (laughs) Um, and I felt like I felt safe there. Yeah. If that's, if that's all there is, then yeah. Yeah. I felt really safe in those, those hour and a half. Was that moments the, with the Asmin? <laughs> was that the was that the place up in Dupont Circle? Was yeah. that the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of people got their start there at that one. Yeah. Um, and uh, when did you get sort of introduced to like the other styles of yoga? Do you just do you were just doing Bikram at first? I took a little. I went back to Denver for a summer to finish my um, Master's of Divinity degree. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of went a very circular way. Um, and when I was there, when I was back in Denver, I started Baptiste yoga at a at Bikram place. Um, also of course heated mm-hmm. and that's and super intense and super intense. <laughs> um, I probably need to do more restorative yoga <laughs> <laughs> to balance my fire. Um, but that's when I was interested. And so when I came back to DC, that's when I actually, um, did my 200 hour teacher training and I, did it at um, Down Dog, which was a Baptiste studio. And when you, so when you started, when you thought about the 200 hour training, were you like, okay, I'm going to teach or was it just sort of like, I want to know more about this or, yeah. It was very, very specifically, um, I am drowning, (laughs) meaning, meaning, um, I was very intense. I'm a leaner inner. I'm a recovering leaner inner, meaning I lean in too far to everything. Mm -hmm. And so, I had been at um, Joseph's house, which is the AIDS hospice for, for a while. And I had lived there um, for a while and I um, had leaned way too far into death, basically, <laughs> like literally like crawling yeah. in bed uh, with people at times. And so the teacher training for me was a, a way to be better um, and kind of find my center access again. And that's why I did it. Definitely not to teach at all, but right. to like save myself. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and did you, so was that your first job, like right out of college was, or out of, out of divinity school was doing that? Yeah. Joseph's house. Yeah. yeah. I actually ended up leaving. Um, it was right before the war in Iraq was about to begin and I had finished one year. Um, and I, in, in Angela fashion, <laughs> I <laughs> went to circular and, um, cliff jumping, um, metaphorically, of course. Yeah. Um, cause I'm afraid of heights, but, um, I went to DC. I, I, I convinced my school that I should be able to do this as an internship, blah, 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 blah. And I ended up leaving after the first year to go volunteer at the state's hospice because I really wanted to be with people that the war would affect the most. And cause that was my gift. I was like, what can I do to respond to this? And my gift was like, well, I can be with people. So that's how I ended up um, coming to DC and, and Joseph's house. So yeah, it was, and then I ended up finishing yeah. the degree much later because <laughs> <laughs> I ended up staying at Joseph's house after the year yeah. and living there. I mean, that's a lot at a young age. No, I mean, that's, you know, like death at any age is, 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 you know, impossibly hard to comprehend and live with when you're not the one dying. Um, even when you are the one dying, um, I'd imagine, but yeah, like at such a young age, that's gotta be a pretty mind blowing experience. Yeah, it's something like for me, kind of the world of death, 
is something I'm just kind of naturally drawn to. And what it is for me, it's that liminal space between life and death is where where I feel most alive. Like every, you know, if you think about just kind of like a normal day and the things that matter, like when I'm in that space, it's like all this other stuff is just bullshit. You know? mm-hmm. um, and so that's why I'm drawn to it. But it, it's, it also, yeah, it's intense. You know, it can... And so I've had to learn over the years, and I'm actually back there now, um, not full time, but I, I'm back there working, and I've had to learn how to to ba- you know to find my access and to be able to come back. Like so, mm-hmm. I and that's yoga really helped me. Uh, was the first thing, and now I like martial arts has helped me in a different way. But yoga was this place of like, okay, I had one mentor early on, uh, Quayle Marsh, who's amazing. She's one of my favorite teacher she lives in Boston but um she had told me one time she's like you were born on the wrong end like you were born um at this kind of end of death and now you have to learn how to live and I remember her saying that to me and it was it felt really true at that time because I was so immersed in the the world of death like I didn't really that it was my Joseph's house was my life it was everything yeah like your central nervous system was just attuned to it 24 hours a day and you had no break whatsoever and so yoga and and actually teaching yoga um was a way to help me kind of come back to the world of living funny story really quick while we're on this topic absolutely (laughs) um i was this is when i first started teaching i started teaching for down dog um where i did my teacher training um which was a wonderful um experience and i learned a lot um but uh i was a very new teacher and um (laughs) <laughs> I was like teaching a 12 o'clock like Georgetown class um, and I I started talking it was like in half pigeon I was like trying to talk more you know mm-hmm. and share one of uh, Patty Ivy which was a she was a great mentor of mine she had said you know you're being stingy you're not sharing enough of yourself and I was like okay I'm gonna try to share um, and so I started talking <laughs> in half pigeon about washing a dead body because that was my world. And like for me, that just oh felt normal. It's like, yeah, this, this is what I did this morning. You know? And um, yeah, <laughs> I still tell that story in, in teacher trainings because it's so funny. But you don't tell the story in down doll, or in, in pigeon. Anymore. I don't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah I've learned. <laughs> But it was so funny. There was a lot of feedback about that. Was there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People did not appreciate on their lunch break. Right. Hearing about this young girl talking about dead bodies, washing them (laughs) (laughs) in their half pigeon when they're just trying to, you know, relax. Maybe you want to share, Angela, but not that much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I reined it in. so what was it? What was it about? Was it was it the Baptiste style that really called you? What was it about the yoga that, um, that really called to you when you did that training? For me, I mean, well, definitely, I mean, Baptiste because of the intensity. Right. Um, but being in my body, I mean, that's a that's always a grounding um, place for me, right? So. It, the intensity of Baptiste drew me, but then also, of course, just being like physically in my body and and the breath. Like, um, I know when I first started practicing yoga and and even teaching yoga, the breath kind of felt a little bit more conceptual and elusive, if you will. And, um, but the balance, like for me, I see such a huge connection between um, yoga and martial arts. Of course, um, we can talk about that later if you want, but. 
w training in martial arts and especially um, competing in, in Muay Thai, mm -hmm. the breath became really, really important. I remember my first uh, Muay Thai fight. Um, I went back to the corner after the first round and I told my coach, I was like, I can't feel my legs. Like, what's like, <laughs> what's going on? And he's like, you just held your breath. Like, for, you know, for like, like you weren't breathing. Minutes, yeah. Yeah. And um, so that's when the kind of like the breath became really important to me in yoga. And, and as a teacher too, like my kind of style even changed a little bit as a teacher of like, let's really like this breath thing is like the most simple thing, right? It's like something that's always with you until you die. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but um, you always have access to it. But, and, and it's so important, but yet it's so powerful. You know, the simplicity of it, but also like, like, ah, oh, sorry. Okay, I won't cuss on your podcast. Um, no, totally but like, okay. oh, like this is um, so important. And, you know, I've sat at the bedsides so many times of so many people that are dying watching the breath, you know, like syncing up my breath with them and watching the breath uh, leave their body. And so it, it's this really important yeah and it's not a concept yeah you couldn't get any more um uh what's the word i'm looking for like yeah it's not a concept yeah. like practical i guess yeah yeah it's like if you want to practically you know practice yoga yeah. breathing pranayama that's about as practical as it gets yeah right? like it's literally a matter of life and death yeah. and, mm. and you do you can do it anytime and anywhere yeah um so you said something earlier about the teaching of yoga being a way to balance yourself as well. Um, I'm a big believer in that as well. I find that I actually, I actually think a big part of my yoga practice is when I teach. Yeah. I've actually worn heart rate monitors when I teach yoga. Oh, cool. Um, and not because like I want to test it, but just cause I had one on and, um, my heart rate when I begin class and when I end class is vastly different. When I end class, my heart rate is, you know, 20 beats, almost 20 beats a minute lower than when I started class. So that I know, I know the teaching class settles me. Like it, it, yeah. make, it brings me back to equilibrium. Like that yeah. focus on in the moment where people's feet are, are people breathing? Like where are people struggling? How can I make, you know, all the many, many things you do as an experienced yoga teacher with every class that makes every class different, that just puts me in the zone um, in a way that I feel very alive and very, you know, very, uh, very present. Um, is that sort of, sort of what happened to you or is it, um, yeah, tell us, tell us. Yeah, no, I, I completely 100% agree with you, but that's taken time for me, I think. So I think, you know, starting off as a yoga teacher, um, it didn't necessarily always feel like that, you know, I feel awkward and I'm like, why are they all staring at me? And, you know, you have these big stories running through your head of like, Oh my God, look how they're, they hate me, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, you just, I, I had um, a teacher say early on, one of my mentors say, um, yeah, I told her she would come and give me feedback in my classes. And I said, um, I said, well, I feel like you're always judging me. Like, you know, whenever you take my class, like I, I shut down because I feel like you're always judging me. And she looked at me and she said something that like has, it like freed me. She said, everyone is always judging you. And I had this moment of like, oh, like, because it, 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 it was like, yeah, they are. And who cares? Like, I'm going to, you know. Um, so it hasn't always felt like I'm practicing. It's felt right. hard and um, and awkward. And 
um, like anything, you know, you're learning, especially things that you love, mm -hmm. um, scary, you know, but now after all these years, it feels like art, like teaching for me definitely feels like art and it feels like, yeah, absolutely. Everything you said about like, I'm practicing while, um, while they're practicing, I'm breathing, I'm, I'm, we're co-creating. Like I, I really feel that now as a, as a teacher of yoga, we're co-creating something um, together and it's palpable and it's visceral and we all leave feeling something, you yeah. know, feeling something bigger than ourselves, like a part of something bigger. Um, so it's nice to have gotten to that place, yeah. <laughs> but it's taken a while. Yeah. So when you first started teaching, you found it was pretty scary then. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there's so much stuff, you know, that, that I wanted to share, you know, and, and, um, and well, one, I just can't like dump everything, you know, um, but there's so many elements, you know, especially like say a vinyasa class, like the timing, the tempo, the pacing, you know, all of this, these pieces and parts that, that you as a teacher are responsible for holding up, you know, that kind of that energetic ball. And, um, plus you're, you know, you want to share like all, you know, all these parts. And so it's been, it's taken me a lot of time, you know, kind of starting with just like the basics. Mm -hmm. And then now, like, honestly, it's only been, I'd probably say this past year that I really feel more like an artist being able to like weave in themes and, and just, really fully be me like finally like after all these years i really feel like me i feel me when i'm teaching um but isn't that so cool though i mean you're what you're talking about basically is growth yeah and like that i'm sure at some point next year you'll say well it's only been like a year since yeah. i've like really learned yeah. to be me and eat, right yeah. so like you're you're as you uncover more of yourself and you get to feel more comfortable with yourself um that that that's the work of a yoga teacher is to keep doing that. Right. Yeah. Like Absolutely. Yeah. I was, I, you know, I tell people, um, I, I didn't speak. I was so shy growing up. Um, I didn't speak until probably like fourth grade in public. Like, um, oh, wow. it, it, my teachers thought they would ask my mom, they were like, is she, she's not very smart. Is she you know? <laughs> my mom right. was like, no, she's been reading since she was little. And they would, my parents would even bribe me, um, the, with stickers um if i would like answer questions mm -hmm. <laughs> in class so for me um it's it's been a really um long process it, it, and, and i'm very comfortable with public speaking now i love it actually but it's to find words for what i'm feeling is a real struggle or it has been a real struggle and one way that has really helped me especially as of late um is writing Hmm. Um, because I feel like w when I write, I'm finding the words and then I can start to speak them. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's been, I, I tore, I don't, I don't even know if I've told you this, but I, I tore my ACL, uh, last year. I don't know if you did. Yeah. yeah I so know. I was very like fight focused, yeah. martial arts focused, and I was training actually for an MMA fight and I tore my ACL doing jujitsu. And I thought, I was like, I really thought my life was over. Um, <laughs> Cause I, yeah. that's all, like all I was doing was, you know, teaching yoga and training for fights. <laughs> and, um, I trained probably like almost three hours a day, you know, every yeah. day. And, um, and then I tore my ACL and I was like, wait, wait. like my life just slowed down mm -hmm. <laughs> and life will do that. You know, it was, it was, um, 
I gave myself a week to just be like, you can cry and weep and gnash your teeth. And then after that week, this is what you're going to do, girl. <laughs> like you're going to uh, start to pursue healing, you know, like right. instead of like, that's going to be your new fight camp. And so that's when I really got into writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's changed. That's sh- really shifted my teaching. Is yeah, the, the writing. Mean, it's strange the way that, um, I mean, in yogis, you know, this is a big part of yoga is, uh, when you start to identify with certain things in your mm-hmm. life, um, and either you kind of realize it or sometimes you're forced to realize it, yeah. that there's a lot more to you than you think. Um, I get this feeling a lot when I go, cause I teach every day pretty much. I, I, you know, I take two days off on the weekend, but like when I go on vacation for like a week and like by about the fourth day, I'm like, all right, if I don't tell somebody like how to do a fucking pose, I'm going to go crazy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then you realize like, oh shit, like I am that attached to my, that part of me. Like I need, like I'm addicted to that part of me. And then you kind of step back and you're like, okay, it's okay to let it go. Yeah. Right. You know, you don't realize that really until, and I guess it's part of the fact that I, we enjoy what we do so yeah. much, you know, that when it's taken away, it's sort of like, wow, I'm really, really, really attached to that. Yeah. It's like, um, who am I? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but we, we preach non-attachment, right? Yeah. And yet, yeah, it happens to us all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's funny that you asked that because that's like the, the kind of who am I uh, question, you know, that's one that like when I guest teach and when I'm guest teaching at your teacher training and, um, for other people and of course our own teacher training, like that's my favorite thing mm-hmm. to teach is that is um, like, who am I? Like who, what are like, who is this person underneath all of these different identities? And, um, and so it's funny that you say that. And and that's, that's a question that I've really learned in the world of death and dying, you mm-hmm. know, and, and um, going through, I went through a year long end of life care counselor training, you know, and, and, um, that, that is the question, you know? Well, how do they go about, how do they go about answering that question? Well, I mean, we have to answer it for, I think it's a continuous thing. You know, just when I think I, I kind of know more of the essence of myself, I think it's an unanswering, I think it's a continuous question. Do you know what I mean? I think it's a question without answers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I think being okay with the, um, unknown or the continuous kind of process of change, if you will, is perhaps the path. (laughs) Like I feel like this last year, um, I went through a hard breakup. I went through, um, and I had been kind of addicted, if you will, to like long-term relationships (laughs) Mm -hmm. and had been in several. And, um, and so not being, I, I very, uh, consciously chose to, not be in a relationship I was like you were gonna take a year <laughs> you're gonna like you're gonna work on you you know right. and you're gonna become your own best friend and and I have really done that like I'm and this past year even though it started off like with a really bad breakup and a ACL tear that you know really made me question my identity mm-hmm. I wasn't a fighter you know I was so identified with being a fighter and um it's been the like even though it started off so like I was in a lot of like heartbreak and just pain and existential crisis. You're if in you a will. Hurt locker. I was in a heart locker. Yeah. Um, but it had, I have laughed more this year than I think I ever have in my life. And I am, there's a different kind of intimacy I have with myself and life and other people. And, um, I just feel 
really comfortable in my own skin. Mm-hmm. And, um, and of course, that's a continuous like living into. Um, I just turned 41 Congratulations. last Amazing. weekend, last Saturday. Um, thank you. And I feel it's like this whole kind of aging process thing. Like I'm so happy to be 40, you yeah. know, like in my 40s. 41 um and it like i feel like it's just like this just keeps getting better and i feel like the like that's who i want to be as a teacher of yoga and just a human um is to to continue to for me to kind of live deeper into my own skin but also to continue working with people to to get there yeah isn't it funny how um how as you get older you sort of realize how much you're how much we are responsible for making ourselves miserable when we're yeah. younger. Yeah. Right. I mean, I like the back at all, like the pain that, mm. that I went through when I was younger oh, and yeah. like so much, so much of it was self-inflicted. Yeah. Like we so do it to drama. ourselves, right? So much drama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I, th- I think the that's eggs. why, that's why like, like, you know, like our grandparents are so cool is because yeah. like they've let that shit go. Yeah. They're like I'm done torturing myself. Yeah. You can do it to yourself if you want. You know, have some have some orange juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and I'll always be intent. Like you know, like I I have embraced my um, my intensity, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I uh, and I'm okay with it. You know, like I and I was actually just having a conversation um, with a, a good friend uh, right before I came here and and talking about um, like I've had to really like learn how to like I said not be a, a leaner inner mm-hmm. to everything um but how to come back to my center axis whenever I lose it you know like how do I get back um because it, we were having a conversation about you know I'm like I know like that I can be like a lot or like <laughs> too much if you will mm-hmm. and I've embraced that but I to anything you know, any of our gifts, if you will, there's also a shadow side. So like, I, I know when my too muchness is also, you know, needs yeah. to be contained, if you will. And I'm the one, you know, responsible um, for that. So it's this constant. And I, and I feel like, especially lately, like teaching yoga, like I love that this, the idea of counterbalance, mm-hmm. you know, especially like in any sort of balancing postures, but, but all of it really, you know, the soft and strong, like just balancing kind of the opposites. And, um, I, this is, oh, Yasmin said this, my teacher, my Bikram teacher, Yasmin <laughs> said, where are you, Yasmin? Your first yoga crush. Yes. my I loved her. <laughs> um, but she said, I remember she said balance is an act, right? That was so simple. She just said balance is an act. Mm-hmm. But uh, that too is a moment that I was like, oh my God, it's an act. And so it's this constant you know, kind of weaving in and out. It's not this mountaintop destination because I was like, I've been looking for that balance thing my whole life and I never think I'm going to get there. Um, But it's like, no, 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 it's a verb. It's an act. It's this constant, like, you know, sometimes you go too far in one direction and then you got to find your way back home, you know? And, and so um, I really learned this in, in death and dying. Um, One of my teachers, Frank Ossieski, which is a brilliant, brilliant human um he he talked about it like say sitting at the bedside um and and it's a buddhist you know concept but um finding your one seat and so being able to like just sit kind of in yourself and and you know kind of find your breath all of that and not lean in too far because then you take away you know people's experience and it's about you 
Um, and also not lean out. So not, not like with aversion or fear. Um, but how do you, f- how do you find that balance? And he spoke about, I actually just wrote about this the other day, but it, like a heart valve, right? It has to open and it has to close, um, for us to survive. And so it's, it's this constant like flow of leaning in and out and, and coming back, mm-hmm. um, to the center. So I really like that whole concept, um, is the way I'm trying to live my life. Of course, I'm a leaner inner, so it's, it's coming back, um, to my center axis from there but i yeah yoga for me and teaching yoga it's mm-hmm. like it's that's a big concept lately for me yeah i mean you're basically <laughs> um equilibrium like balance yeah. uh happens now it's not something that happens in the future yeah. so you can't like look for it yeah you either have to, yeah you have to either try to practice it or not no. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like it's 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 not something you can plan for and then you yeah. know, do right it's it's, or it's, buy not, or, it's yeah. not very it doesn't lend itself i mean in some ways some parts of yoga asana for certainly but in, in a lot of parts of yoga it doesn't really lend itself to like goal setting like, right you know which is why like i love teaching it so much to like type a's because mm-hmm. you can look at you can see them become so confused sometimes and it's sort of like you mean like i can't like conquer this and like I can't like put this on my resume and I yeah. can't yeah um, so it's kind of funny to watch that happen and then when they get it it's sort of like oh you know like oh my god you know I don't have to worry about all that bullshit yeah yeah, yeah right <laughs> uh, yeah I mean like I, I really like for me um, as a teacher of yoga like really like my hope for my students um, and myself is like we're doing this to become kinder human beings. You know, you walk into some places and you just see that, or I see, um, you know, people like, so I'm definitely not like a really like posture focused or like perfect. Like I say that a lot. Like if you are looking for something, you know, kind of perfect, like I'm not your teacher (laughs) at all. Like, because like for me, the, like one, like, what I don't even know what that word means, you know, perfect, but that, um, you know, I, I see a lot like students that are so focused on like what they can do. Um, and it's like, but you're not kind. You, you like, I saw you, you didn't even like move your mat over. Like, you know, it was like such a, you know, it's like territorial in your space. And I'm like, that's like, so cool like that's great that you can do a handstand but you're still an asshole you know like, <laughs> like um and so um yeah yeah for me and you can try to be perfect but if it doesn't make you a better human being what are you doing about yeah it? yeah like oh that's like yay that you can do a handstand i mean i i love doing handstands i think it's really fun but being perfect it doesn't has, mean anything being perfect has nothing to do with being human yeah really, yeah right? yeah i mean and that's, I think, for me as a teacher, like being a human, you know, mm-hmm. is the most important thing. So let's see, you've been teaching now for what, 12 years, 14 years? How long? Do you even know? I don't even know, honestly. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a long time. But yeah, I, I don't. And what sure. are you like? What are you doing for like classes a week now? How many, how many are you doing now? I, I made a, like a conscious decision to, cause I was teaching a lot yeah, tons, um, right. and at a lot of different places. And so what's I, the most you ever did in like, what, like over a period of time, were you ever doing like 20, 25, like that many? Maybe or? I was maybe like 18. Yeah. Um, 
a week. I also did, you know, I did a lot of kind of director positions. Um, but, uh, yeah, I made a conscious decision because I'm big on like com- building community to just, I'm just now teaching at Flow and um, Yoga Heights, mm-hmm. of course. And then I'm, I teach a class at the Y, but just because I like them a lot. Do you still, are you still teaching at the Y? Yeah, I teach one class really? there. Really? Yeah. The one over on uh, on, on, on W, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, it's just, you know, it's in our little, um, you know, conference room. You've been there. Yeah. yeah and like... I taught on Thursday. The fire alarm went off the whole time. You know, (laughs) there's a kitchen in there. But I just really like the kind of down to earth. The one that's on the second floor by the deck. Is that that the one? The cafeteria place that I used to teach? Yeah. (laughs) This is is the carriage house. Yeah. Oh, it's a carriage. Okay. Uh, okay. This is the one next door. Okay. I haven't, I don't think I've seen that one yet. But you know what I'm talking about, right? It's like. (laughs) No, it is. It was a a conference room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it it looks like a cafeteria. cafeteria. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was wonderful. I love. No, I love. Yeah, I love. Like, like the mat would be half on linoleum and half on the carpet. And you yeah. Know, like it would, yeah. <laughs> yes. This is now in the carriage house, but yeah. it's similar. Yeah. Very similar. And um, I just, I just love them. Yeah, because it's down to earth, you know, and it's people that. It's real people. Yeah, you know, I see really people real. all the time on the metro who are like, "Hey, you're that guy who used to teach at the YMCA." <laughs> like. Like yeah. you're the yoga teacher you used to teach yeah. there. Like so I run it it's just fantastic. Yeah, it's it's very it, that's you know, my speed. So I, I stay I stay there just for one class because mm-hmm. Yeah. They're they've endeared me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um so let's uh when did you get into martial arts? When? Yeah. Was this something that predates yoga or was this something that you kinda No, came I actually or? um I was living in New York for a year teaching I was teaching yoga full time and I took a class um, that was Budokan. And um, I was like, oh, wow, this is so cool. I re- really love like the primal and the animal movements. And I just felt really, you know, like, oh, this is awesome. Um, and so the woman that taught um, the class was like, oh, there's a training, a three-day training um, next weekend in D.C. I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to go. I want, I want to learn how to teach this. I had no idea. I knew that there was going to be some martial arts, but I didn't really know the extent of it mm-hmm. <laughs> we had like it was you know yoga the Budokan yoga one day and then the second day was all like stand up kind of striking stuff and then the next day was all jujitsu and we were actually like sparring you know like like hitting each other and wrestling and um I was so bad like it was so terrible and I was so in love with it I was like oh my god this is there's something to this mm-hmm. um and so um when I got back I moved back to DC the following year I um just became obsessed you know and that's how I was at Stroga and mm-hmm. like I I trained in all forms of martial arts yeah. and self-defense <clears throat> so there's always been like and we could I'm sure we could do a whole entire podcast on Budokan like just by itself mm-hmm. um but I was always I, I don't know it just when i I'm very con- confused by the whole concept of Budokan myself. Like, I just, I can't square, like, martial arts and yoga, like, in the same sense. I just, I have a hard time doing it. It's, you know, for me, it's funny. And because and, I, I see them as, like, the same coin, just opposite sides. Um, like, the, the, the yin and the yang, you know. Um, but, like, it, for me, the connection is the breath by far um of course like they're very different like physical expressions right right. but um but for me i honestly feel like i can 
meditate more doing martial arts because you have to when you're sparring. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, yeah, you can't be thinking about your grocery list. While no, someone's throwing a kick no. In your head. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, someone's <laughs> trying to punch you in the face. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, um, and so like, I find that, um, like, you know, the, the practice of yoga, it's like, okay, this is me and me and I'm having to deal with everything in my head, you know, which is like a, a lot of opponents, not just one, like multiple attackers, mm-hmm. um, all the voices in my head. But um, so there's, you know, of course, like beauty to that, being able to um, kind of find my breath and, and kind of center access, if you will, in that arena. Um, and then martial arts, it's like you have to do the same thing in confrontation. So like you're in confrontation with another person or I guess self-defense, you know, multiple people. But um, and so can you find your center access in that? And so for me, it's it's yeah, like I've, I see uh, such connection and with Budokan Budokan's really changed a lot they they now focus a lot on um, kind of mobility and, and kind of movement patterns and things like that so there's a lot of like Budokan as it was when I um, was really involved has evolved itself you know right um, I mean I, I can yeah I can totally see that um, I, I guess in part of it you kind of have to get past the part of it that's aggressive I guess and yeah. that's where you know, and there's, and certainly, it, look, the one thing that, so I grew up uh, learning um, Taekwondo, and that was like for a, not a long period, but it was certainly a memorable period of my life. And I remember my teacher telling me that, like, you, you know, we're teaching you how to, like, basically hurt people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the really only time you use this is if somebody is trying to hurt you. Yeah. Like, it is only used in self defense. Um, and so I guess from that point of view, um, yeah, it, there's lots of similarities, right? And it, and it goes a little further when you think about the discipline involved because I think there's a tendency, and I've talked about this on the show before, there's a tendency among yogis to kind of like think that being a yogi like gives you the license to just like be this hippy-dippy, like, you know, never showing up on time, like, oh, like, you know, the world will just work itself out, like kind of mentality. And like when you look and you read and, you know, a lot of the yoga literature, like it's about disciplining your mind. Yeah. Like it is discipline and martial arts is certainly about discipline in the same way. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me too, like this and, and, and believe me, I've had to grapple, like I have grappled with all of this stuff around, um, martial arts, especially as somebody that has, you know, um, like my, like, one dream in the world. It's like, I want to heal the world, you know, like that whole, (laughs) like that's, that's been it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and really, you know, like nonviolence and, and these things, but like, honestly, what martial arts and I've, again, I've had to grapple with it, but now I understand in a different way, um, without like, how do I know nonviolence without knowing violence? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, like how can I, um, well, I, I do believe that we all have violent, you know, how we definitely all have violence in us. And sure. how do like and if I say that I don't, I mean, that's actually pretty violent, you know, because, well, it's untrue. But it, and so it's like how do and there's there's actually a lot of power, you know, to like what we consider negative emotions like anger or rage, violence. And if I don't embrace my own kind of inner beast, mm-hmm. if you will, then I am not. One, I'm not as expressed, and two, um, not as powerful. Um, and so, for me, martial arts has really allowed me to express that side in a contained way, um, so I'm not hurting, you know, people. 
Um, but that I had uh, one of my teachers um, of martial arts and self-defense. I, I said I wanted to compete, you know, and he's like, well, you're going to have to get over, you know, because I was like, but I, I don't want to hit anybody in the face, you know, and I hate blood and um, and I'm not violent. Right. Um, he's like, well, and he's he was very practical until you like, I'm not going to let you compete until you can kind of work through that. And I remember he said to me, um, why, you know, he kept asking me the question, like, well, why is it, you know, why is it violent? Why is it violent? And I'm like, because all they're doing is just like beating on each other and da, 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 da. And he's like, um, well, it actually sounds a little bit selfish to me that, <laughs> like, that you wouldn't like hit somebody else in the face. It sounds more like that's about you because this other person agreed Right. to, to right. this, right. you know, and they, and so you're actually taking something away from them by not, you know, and it was in an, I didn't understand it at the time, but I was like, huh, I'm yeah, going like, to grapple with if that. if you don't kick that person in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I see that's, yeah. that's great logic uh, there, Angela. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, um, I do like, I really, the, the, the whole, like I'm just never going to be the the type of yoga teacher or yogi that like just had like is just like oh namaste and and is going to deny who we are yeah and and are. haven't yeah. done my own work like I'm I'm not doing yoga so that I can pretend like I'm this perfect person because I'm not you know like but you know what I will do I will always apologize when I've done something wrong and I will take responsibility for it and I will try to do better you know because I know I can and I'll keep moving forward and I'll look at you know I because that's how I grow that's how we grow you know is like I have to fuck up sometimes so you know Mm -hmm. so that I know where I need to work um yeah that's right that's right um so how is that going? Are you back? Are you back training? Are you back fighting yet since the injury? I have not. Um, b- because I had to do a lot of other things when I wasn't yeah. able um, to train. I really got into um, Those other writing. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm, I'm a columnist now for Elephant Journal and I write for a magazine called Simply Women. And I'm and also just like my friendships and things like that. Um, good friendships. So I was like going to, like I was started to train right away when my PT cleared me and Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. And I had a few things, um, on the schedule, but then I was like, you know what? Mentally, I'm just not there right now. And if I was my coach, I'd be like, you know, some of my coaches were like, Oh, you're fine. You know, like you'll, you'll be fine. Um, just come on, get back in there. And I was like, no, I'm not until I'm mentally like, in that zone because it takes a lot yeah you know and like you said like incredible discipline yeah. and um and a mentality um that I'm, I'm not i'm just not there right now so i've i've said until i feel it again um I'm maybe, a, maybe, yeah. you, maybe through that injury you learn some compassion for yourself yeah yeah well definitely that for sure yeah <laughs> so yeah was that was that one of the was that the first like really major injury you had like doing sports or doing any kind of physical activity? Yeah, I mean, I played soccer my whole life. Yeah, and in college, and I ne- and that's like the main injury, you know, especially for women is ACL tear. And I never, I was like, I got through it all, never tore my ACL, and mm-hmm. then 
but yeah, that was the first like main, like one that like puts you out, you know, for a long period of time. Yeah, I mean, those injuries are uh, they're really important. Mm-hmm. They're really important because um, we, especially athletes, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm a huge athlete too, and we tend to think we're invincible. Mm-hmm. Like we walk through life and we're like, nothing stops me. Yep. I'm gonna lift that. No I'm pain, no gain. Fast. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna do all this shit. Um, and then when you realize, like for me, it was my back. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first really badly injured my back, um, and I couldn't like put my socks on. Yeah. And I was like, okay, how the fuck am I gonna get to work if mm-hmm. I can't put my shoes on? And it was like, all right, this is like serious now. Yeah. Like this is, you know, and you got, you learn a lot from that. I learned yeah. a lot from that, yeah. you know, and it was in a lot of ways, one of the best things that ever happened to me because I would be so ignorant yeah. if I didn't have that injury. I, you know? I agree 100%. And I tell people that a lot that like, I would never ask for it. I would never ask for it, but it was a blessing in disguise for sure because I learned so much. Uh, yeah, so much. Um, it slowed me down, mm-hmm. and um, and I learned a lot about myself. And and it freed you know it freed me up um, a lot and just in my own skin. And mm-hmm. like I said, I've laughed. I laugh a lot more now. How um, since you've been teaching yoga, and the poses haven't changed, right? What do you mean? Like, in other words, you still you still teach triangle pose. You're still teaching, like, you know, crow pose. Like, those poses don't change. Right? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, necessarily. But your style has changed over the years and what you, te- what you teach in the class. Yeah, I think. Um, actually, I, I had a student. Um, this was pretty recently. Um, she's been taking my classes for a while. And she said, and I don't really know her that well, just, just through... Um, her taking my classes and she she asked me uh, the fighting question because that was you know it was a big question mm-hmm. of people like are you gonna fight again um and i said the same thing to her i was like you know what like i'm not i'm just mentally not there yet and she had mentioned she was like your style of teaching has really changed oh really and it's it's a uh, a good thing <laughs> yeah um but yeah i think like because i think that it was it's hard for people to identify with say perfe- perfection or you know like I was overly strong, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've even had like good friends say that, like a, uh, overly intimidating, you know, mm-hmm. because of the the martial arts focus, if you will. And now I feel like I'm more like people can feel me uh, more. I can feel myself more too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I remember. But you never, I mean, see, that's the thing. It was one of the things that attracted to me, me to you in the first place was I never got a sense in your class that you were unapproachable. Yeah. You know, I mean, I always thought that, like, I, I just was. There's some aura about you that is very approachable, you know, and uh, it's a gift um, that I think you have. And, uh, yeah, during the class, you seem very down to earth. Um, after the classes, you're approachable. Before the classes, you're approachable. Um, so... Yeah, that's that's one thing that that I always really loved about the way your, your teaching style was. It wasn't. I didn't feel come into your class thinking she's asking me to be perfect. You know, she's just she's just trying to like ground me. You know. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That yeah, that means a lot, and I feel even more like approachable, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It's a good feeling. Do you so tell us uh, some of the people who listen? Some, maybe two of them, might be interested to hear a, a couple, maybe a story about 
me taking your yoga teacher training. Oh. Um. <laughs> I'll just open that up there if you. I remember. Um, I remember you. There was one conversation we had, and it was like during a one-on-one, and um, you, you said something to me like, "You're so nice to everyone. Like you're not like nice to me. <laughs> like, you're like, you're like." all these other people like you're like super nice and and I remember saying like to you I was I was like Chris be, I'm not your friend like <laughs> because I feel like um you know and now I've led a lot of teacher trainings and like I'm really good about having strong boundaries during the training because of the type of work we do mm-hmm. you know which is so um deep if you will mm-hmm. and 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 for to do that you know type of work with people you know you have to have strong boundaries but i do remember that um and i was like we can be friends after the training maybe but like i'm not your friend right now like um because i think it's you know as teachers of yoga and, and now i mean look at you like it's mm-hmm. so cool and like all that this sound, stuff it sounds kind of like uh you know an only child thing yeah. to say to somebody <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> no, but, um, but then you just like flourished, you know, like I, I really remember like y- you like huge shift, you know, and, and the, like, and what I saw, like, and when you came in to the training versus you yeah. now, you know, yeah. same thing, kind of just like, okay with who you are, you know, and, and, and just living it. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's great. I mean, you, you, uh, you, and uh, Alex Griffin gave me uh, my first, my first opportunities to teach, and uh, for that, I'll always be grateful. Especially because I see a lot of people coming out of teacher training nowadays, looking for jobs, and it's yeah. it's a tough marketplace. It's tough, tough, tough yeah. place. Um, and uh, you know, at at Vita, I mean, it's it's changed really. I mean, when you were there um, and kind of running the yoga program and. I think one of the things you tried to do was bring in experienced teachers and make it more of a professional type um, yoga studio mm-hmm. setting. Since then, you know, I've, I've started, I've tried to carry on that tradition um, in the sense that I've tried to make it uh, so that we have as many different styles of yoga taught there, but they're taught by people who have years and years of experience. Mm-hmm. And so when we have 12, 15 people come in um, and five of them are right out of yoga teacher training, it's like, no way. Yeah. You know what I mean? No way. Like the, the competition is so, yeah. so fierce, you know? Um, and uh, I think back to the time, like when I auditioned for you guys up at U street and like, Oh my God, what a, what a horrible experience. that was! <laughs> what a horrible experience that was. Like I'm not only in front of like, you know, my teacher, but now I'm in front of like 15 other people. Like and this is before, this is like before American Idol even came out. I think. <laughs> and so it's like, like these judges back there, like watching <laughs> me do this. Yeah. And the other thing I remember was, um, who was, um, who was the lady, the tall African African lady who used to teach at Beth? Beth. Oh, God, so I love Be- Beth. Beth and Beth was one of my teachers at Stroga, uh-huh. but she was actually in the class. Oh, like she, she was, was also auditioning <laughs> that day. She was so, so great. Like, so not only had to audition in front of you, but uh-huh. then I also had to teach one of my teachers. Yeah. Like in the first time that I'm teaching, you know, oh, it was awful. <laughs> so much anxiety. But those are such good experiences. Oh, that was so. It was such a great experience. <laughs> they it really are was. funny. It yeah. really was. It's hopeful for everybody else, yeah. you know, because you yeah. got to go through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really enjoy doing the teacher trainings. You do you do them with Jess, right? I do them with Jess. And I love do So I know you've had Jess on your podcast. And Jess, Jess was in your yoga teacher training, right? Yeah, not only that, she was in my peer group. 
Oh my god! It was me and Jess and Amy Risotto and um, Caroline. Wow. We're in the same. I think we were all in the same peer group. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, yeah, I love um, leading the yoga teacher trainings at Yoga Heights with Jess, and because uh, we are very different. Yeah. Um, but we really work well no together. I've, I told her, I was like, like if, if you didn't already have a husband and two children, <laughs> like I would want to marry you. You're my other half. Um, <laughs> but um, it's like, I feel like now, you know, we've led so many there and it's like, I love yoga Heights so much. It's just such a great community. Um, and they do really try to, to hire, mm-hmm. you know, the, the teachers that come out of their teacher training. And um, it just feels like, like, yeah, I really, and leading the teacher trainings for me is not feel like work right. like at all. Like I look forward to it every time. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely like those moments where you're like, you know, vocation where you're mm-hmm. actually like enjoying every moment and you're also getting paid for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that pretty cool? The way you can, um, I, I love doing the teacher trainings. I'm, you know, we started my first, uh, first weekend of our third year doing teacher training at Vita um, last weekend. And it just, it blows me away um, how you can create a space with 12, 20 other adults that is so empowering and so healing um, because I think so many of us are so scarred by the social interactions we have as teenagers and as yeah. young adults when we're used to being in spaces with 20 other people who are absolute assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially <laughs> and, in DC and, too. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and to have that space as an adult, um, it just, you don't see it that often. Yeah. You I don't. mean, certainly people would, would experience it like at their church, for example, mm-hmm. um, or, uh, maybe at their yoga studio. Uh, but you never spend four hours at a time with 20 other people, you know, who, with your goal being just to, you know, have, be comfortable with each other. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I just love that about it. Like it, it just, it is special and it's, it is special every single time. And it, it, each one is different. Each weekend is different. It's, it's yeah. yoga, right? Personified. Yeah. You couldn't get more present than what you're doing in that room. Yeah. I agree with you. It's like, you know, when I, I tell people like in the teacher trainings, it's like, you're like from here on out, you'll be like war buddies, you know, like going yeah. through. Um, but that, and it's funny cause like I, like, those are the only like I've always said this has been my whole life but like I don't like small talk like I want to know like what's your deepest pain what makes you come alive like what's your greatest joy um what keeps you up at night you know and um and that I have always put myself in communities that um cultivate you know that that live that if you will so of course joseph's house you know that like mm-hmm. like say death like you when you're kind of in that environment like you, you know you're not it's too concerned about oh okay so how much money do you make or you know like stuff like that yeah. um same thing with martial arts like there's an incredible intimacy you have when you're giving your body um to somebody there's an incredible trust um to it so in that environment too in a different way you know there's 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 realness. There's no small talk. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I feel like with the, the yoga, especially the yoga teacher trainings, um, there's that same sense of like of intimacy. It's very mm-hmm. intimate. And um, that those are the, those are the only kind of communities um, that I want to be a part of um, and friendships yeah. that I want. Yeah. No, I think it's a, it's a beautiful, almost um, uh, a, 
beautiful boundary or I would say line that doesn't really exist, which is that difference between sharing and intimacy. Yeah. Because we share an awful lot of things with each other. But are we ever, like, honestly, on a day-to-day basis, how intimate are we with, yeah. with each other? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I see you. you know, yeah. And I see me and you. And I see us, you know. And, and it comes back to the who am I, right? It's like that question, you know, kind of at the bottom of it is like, I, you are me and I am you, you know, and, and we are we and that we're all connected on in that deeper undercurrent. And so that's what, like when I say like intimacy, it's like, you know, into me, see, mm-hmm. I see me and you and, and all that has been and all that will be and all that is now, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so, yeah, I feel like that's, I've really chosen to kind of close my circles a little bit more, not in a way that I'm like, but like that I really want to give myself fully to the experiences, the people, the work, you know, that I do in my life. And, um, I don't want to just half ass anything, you know, what is your, so what does your yoga practice look like these days? I have been taking more classes um, than I have in a long time, like just taking people's classes. I mean, honestly, and, and for me, it's more of a learning thing because mm-hmm. I like to, to keep my teaching fresh, if you will. Of course. Um, uh, so I've been taking a lot more classes at both Yoga Heights and Flow. Um, I haven't, there was a long period of time where I would just do yoga practice on my own more for, and I would always kind of do Budokan mm-hmm. stuff um, cause that's the style of yoga that I like more circular, more flowy, um, kind of playful if you will. Um, but honestly for a long time, especially when I was fighting, I was doing yoga to help my fighting, you know, one with the breath, but also just uh, a yeah. range of motion and things like that. Um, now it's more, I p- practice yoga one, of course, to get in my body and, and breath and all of that, but also, um, to learn from other teachers um, and I can learn from any, you know, yeah. teacher. So, yeah. Yeah. You can learn taking any yoga class. You yeah. always pick up something, but I don't have like a schedule or anything that yeah. I do, but I'm a real, not a scheduled person. <laughs> like, so Just getting you to show up today was a yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> like I, I like spontaneity is it like when I have a day off, which isn't often, you know, and people are like, Oh, do you want to, and I'm like, no, 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 I can't plan anything. You know me. Like I have to like, you gotta let, like, I gotta like put my finger in the mouth and see where the wind blows. Like it <laughs> might blow me towards you, but, right. um, so yeah, it is really like I, and I've accepted that. Like I'm okay with it. And like, I, you know, I show up for my classes and stuff like that, <laughs> like, but I really have created a life where I can be, um, live more spontaneously. spontaneously yeah. 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 Um, so any kind of like resources that you like online, yoga, martial arts, whatever, like any kind of, or, or books or podcasts mm-hmm. or anything that you kind of turn to that you're, you know, that you listen to or that you read or. Yeah. So I read a lot um, or, well, now I listen to audiobooks a lot. I said I would never do it, but I do. Um, I, I love Elephant Journal. I mean, I write for Elephant Journal and I, I they have some really great um yoga specific, mindful life kind of specific, um, just blogs basically. But I, I, I will read a lot of those. Um, and 
I read like I'm currently reading um, Women Who Run With the Wolves. Like I've read it oh, like yeah. a million, trillion, billion yeah. times. But every time I re-listen to it, it get it like I I figure out something new. Um, really into the kind of like the wild woman archetype. So Clarissa Pincola Estes is one of my favorite authors ever. I love everything she writes. Um, so of course, women who run with the wolves, but also I'm currently listening to, um, I think it's called like the creative life or something like that, that she mm-hmm. r- writes. Um, Pema Chodron, of course, is like a classic. I'll always go back to her. Um, and I think she's, she's great. Well, she's a Buddhist, um, none, but also really good for my yoga, mm-hmm. um, people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, um, who are my other, Angelis Arian. She was one of my teachers in the end of life care counselor. She's no longer with us, which is very sad because she was such a gem, but she's one of my favorite authors. Um, I love, Eli- I really like Elizabeth Gilbert. I like, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I read a lot. Yeah. Yeah, rattle them off. I don't you know? listen to podcasts, except the Joe Rogan podcast. But that was only because my boyfriends listened to it, and oh so I uh, we'd be on car trips, you know, road trips or something, right. and we would listen to lots of Joe Rogan podcasts. I I didn't mind it, but um, it I wouldn't just listen to it on my own. Right, that was very boyfriend specific. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrifices. Yes, yes, I was sacrificing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, anywhere else, uh, so we can see you, you're writing for Elva Journal, um, and, uh, we can find you at Flow, take your classes and Yoga Heights, um, any retreats, anything like that coming up? I do, of course, with a Warrior Woman Republic, I do a lot of kind yeah. of women's empowerment, um, self-defense type things, but really I'm using the movement, uh, modality to, to do more kind of like finding voice type mm-hmm. of work, especially as women, um, so I have like some self-defense uh, retreats coming up. I'm doing a um, a workshop series at Realignment mm-hmm. um, Studio yeah, in Capitol DC. Hill. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. Um, Allison, the owner, is awesome. Yep. Um, so that's coming up in February. I do workshops all the time for for self-defense stuff. Um, I oh. I'm looking for a manager. There we go. <laughs> I was wondering if like, you were going to remember that's, that. That's the biggest thing because, see, I have all of these things. Like, people ask me to come teach all these things. And I'm like, at the end, and they're like big things a lot of times. And at the end, um, like, everyone's like, where can we find you? And I'm like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> I am so bad at it. Right. So, if anyone is out there, and I, I'm being actually quite serious, oh, yeah. would like to help. A girl without structure, but uh, I consider myself a very good teacher now. I love teaching. I will show up and I will teach the shit out of something. <laughs> but <laughs> the structure piece, I really need help with. Right. And I will pay you, there you to go. manage me. Yeah, it's a tough exactly. job, people, but <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah. It's fun. You'll always be entertained. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Well, we're going to wrap things up. Um Thank you for coming on, Angela. It's Thank been you. It's really is a joy. I'm glad we finally got it scheduled. I know, right? It was, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, it was okay. You were like the first person I thought I'd do the show like <laughs> back in July. And I was like, I'm going to get Angela to do the first episode. It's going to be amazing. And, no, I can't do it that weekend. All right. All right. All right. Try me in August. Okay. August comes around. Hey, Angela, can you do the show? No, I can't do it that weekend. So we, we did it. We got we it. Did we did it. it. We did it. Um, all right, you've been listening to the DC Yoga Podcast. Uh, if you have questions, comments, 
uh, you can find me at dcyogapodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll talk to you guys and hear from you guys next time. Bye.